The Six Pointer Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 3-0 defeat at home at the hands of Burnley. I'm Matthew, I'm the host, and as always, I'm joined by Kevin, Kevin and Luke. I don't know why I said Kevin, Kevin. Kevin, how you doing first off, sir? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm a little bit calmer now than I was three hours ago. I'm just glad we didn't do this straight after, else it would have been a bit more Mr. Angry. But I'm a little bit calmer now, Matt. A little bit calmer. Glad to hear. And uh, keeping on with the theme, Luke, Luke, how you doing? Yeah, much like Kev, mate. Calmed down a little bit, but still uh, disappointed with the result. Um, and hello to Kev's mum. As always, yes, every week. <laughs> hello to Kev's mum. Great to hello, have you mum. listening. And th- thank you for the feedback and ideas as well. We will definitely be taking them on board. Thank you. Right, so uh, it's another challenging one for us tonight because it's another defeat. Uh, and we're getting a bit used to these uh, these defeats and uh, trying to pick ourselves up from... Uh, from, from the manner of the defeats, from maybe more so than the scoreline in some instances. But today was both, really. We made three changes. Roy changed the forward line. So both Benteke and Batshuayi came in. Uh, and also Chekhaite came in to his usual place at centre-back. It took a matter of... Well, it always takes a matter of minutes at the minute. Last, doesn't it? To go 1-0 down, three minutes is all it took. I'm going to not mix my words, a complete cock up at the back. Yeah. Um, and um, we were sort of very, very, very quickly fighting a uphill battle, weren't we, Kev? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I mean, I'm trying not to laugh too much because you actually think of our last three games in the first nine minutes, we've conceded three goals um, in, the, in, in those games. Um, we just can't seem to keep the clean sheet past four or five minutes. So absolute cock up, as you say, I, you know, I don't quite know what goes on with PVA and uh, I think it was Scott Dan, wasn't it, uh, between them. Uh, but then what and then annoys me, uh, Gundensen, who I think it was, who scores, no one then closes him down and he yeah. has time to take the ball away and then fire it into the corner where, where Vince has got no chance. But what, just people just stood off him and it's just, the game's over after nine minutes, Matt, isn't it? Let's be honest. They score again from a corner. We're, we're, we're 2-0 down and it's just uh, just very, 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 very poor, particularly after uh, a very tepid performance up at Ellen Road to then follow it up with that. Uh, disgraceful, actually. Sorry, going to say it. Disgraceful. You can, you can kind of forgive a mistake, like the way, you know, Scott Dan sliced it a little bit, but it was the communication or engagement or lack of between PVA and Scott Dan that was the main thing for me. And second, as you said, Kev, the fact that then no one goes to him, so they make the mistake, and then no one gets out to the bloke, and he's got time to bring it back, make a cup of tea, sit down, wait for it to brew. You know, it's just, it was just it was just really poor, wasn't it, Luke? It was, mate. And we touched upon this last pod as well, the fact that, you know, the lack of fight or lack of desire, and, and that's what you need, especially three minutes going into the game. You want your... Your players throw themselves in front of the ball, especially in your own penalty area. And and there was nothing like that. It was almost like, I think it was, was it PVA hit it onto the back of Scott Down or something like that? And then, and then it dropped for the bloke. But Jara Reederworld as well was just jogging into the box at the same time. It was just that there was such a lack of urgency of re- or realisation of what was happening. The fact that everyone else on the pitch could see this bloke had about eight yards in diameter around him with no one there and he, he just had so much time to compose himself good finish you've got to say but then again for the second goal bro like I think Benteke is the only one that jumps and, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just, it just it just falls in between people and you just think 
hang on, we're 10 minutes into the game here. Where's the desire to, and where's the, where's the want to will, want to win this game? It's, it's just very disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, the, the second goal, Burnley do on corners what I'm surprised so few few teams do, which is just stick it directly at the six-yard box. And they stick everyone in there. There's bodies everywhere. And, and you know, pro- probably one in three of them, they're going to score from because they just stick it in the mix and, and something happens, right? And, and you're right. It was I, I was I watched the replay numerous times and I couldn't work out who was supposed to be picking him up, which Klein, in itself is bad. It was it was Klein, Matt. And what happens what is it? Klein's Klein's almost looking at the player as opposed to you know the ball. So he's and then he loses him. And then it, I think from what Luke has said, I think Luke is right. I think it comes over Benteke's head, and the guy gets in between it. But but Kleine lose him. I I didn't see that in real time. I saw it when they showed it on the you know, when they were recapping on the game and you saw it then and, and he just, I think I text you guys at the time and he, he lost him. He lost him for that split second and then he, he was too busy trying to grapple with him as opposed to try and defend the header. But it's still a very, very soft goal. But but fair play to Burnley. They put the corners in the same place every time. From Crystal Palace now, you know, we're, we're one of the worst uh, conceders from set plays. And, and it's happened again. We, I said it only a few weeks ago, didn't I? We're not good on defending corners after the West Ham game uh, when they scored uh, from a corner. And it's happening again. And, but, but as Lukey said, what worries me more is a complete lack of urgency or desire. We, we text a few times. I think we all said Jordan, Jordan worked hard. You know, he was playing out of position on the right midfield. But he was the only one who I felt, honestly, today really put in a, try to put in a proper shift for the club and that that that's not acceptable that is not acceptable sorry Luke I think you had your hand up that's all right mate. I was just going to say that we've, we've talked about this a lot throughout the last few weeks and we keep coming around or skirting around the issue of, of people wanting the manager out because, because of these performances and I guess where fuel to the fire is is that where you've got a team that consistently concedes goals early on and then doesn't react to that is is where the problem is, isn't there? Because I, I get, you know, we've had the argument about oh, who, who comes in then, should I get rid of the manager, who comes in? But there, there might be something, I don't know, maybe we can talk about this with you boys, I'd be interested to get your views. There might be something around almost damaged limitation. Now, I know a lot of players are going to be out of contract and you might have a lot of turnover in the squad, but is there something around, you know, that that rot setting in in terms of this attitude or this this lack of desire and maybe that's where potentially a change needs to happen because you need to bring in a bit of fresh impetus to to, to spark something up. What do you think, Kev? Well, I was going to go. I was going to ask what Matt, Matt, Matt's thoughts oh. were initially, but no, but no, I'll answer it if I may. Um, I mean, I text halfway through, didn't I? And as much as I don't want to see it, if if they're not, and I think the problem is we've got twenty nine points and you've got a very very poor Premier League. No disrespect to the bottom three, mm. they're cast adrift now the bottom but they're they're in trouble right I think there are too many of our players at the moment thinking well we're, we're not under pressure we don't really need to perform but there again they're out of contract so you think they would want to perform I do think you know as much as I have utmost respect for for Roy and what's been done if if we were going to make a change now I, I said if we don't get a result at Brighton I think it's time possibly to make a change give someone 10, 12 games to look at the squad, see what he wants, what he needs to bring. We're not going to go down, but we need to be ready. We can't have a ninth season in the Premiership and play as tepidly as we've done in the last two games. It's not good enough. Um, 
over to you, Matt. Sorry for your thoughts. I'm worried about next season anyway. I'll come back to your question, Luke, but it's, this is linked because I think that I do. I sincerely think that whether it's now or in the summer, this is Roy's last period with us. And I think there's a lot, as we've alluded to, a lot of upheaval that seems at the minute seems on the face of it to be not being dealt with or un, un, not planned out or you know, it doesn't seem to be a strategy for dealing with these contract situations. Now, that's us saying saying that based on what we know as outside people to the club um, and relying on what the club puts out there. Um, but from the outside, it seems, for me, a very concerning position to be in. I, I therefore think that Palace are very, very unlikely to do anything before the summer to create further upheaval, unless there is someone now lined up at this point in time to come in and give them the chance to then use the situation between now and the end of the year to take a look at the players, to therefore offer contracts to the players that they like or let the ones they don't like go to then build from next season. But I don't believe that Palace are in that position. I don't believe they have someone lined up. And I wouldn't make a change now because all I think you're going to see is Dougie. If you look back on Palace's managerial appointments, you think that when it was planned, so... Look, Roy came in and he was appointed the next day after De Boer. So there was always, I mean, look, it was it was four weeks or you know, four games or whatever it was for De Boer. It wasn't four weeks. Sorry, he was appointed in July, wasn't he? But it was four Premier League games, five if we include the, the League Cup win against Ipswich. So so there was kind of a plan there. Previous to that, it was Big Sam who was lined up for when Adelaide, when um, Pardew left, sorry. Wasn't there? So it felt like there was a, there was a, a plan there. Yeah. And then for, Adel- for, for Pardew and Warnock, that felt like that was planned. The only one we didn't have planned was Holloway, I guess, because uh, Parrish seemed a little bit sort of taken back. Obviously, Pulis as well when he left a couple of days before. But so it always it always seems like Palace had a plan. And, you know, look, Palace keep their, their cards very close to the chest. So things might be happening we don't know about. I, I, do, I just worry, you know, the fact that we, we, we don't know about it. Uh, Kev, what, what do you reckon? Go on. No, I was just going to say, Luke, sorry, I didn't mean to cut across. But That's fine. So let, let, let's assume we go to Brighton next week. We play poorly. Brighton turn us over by two or three, just for argument's sake. Are you going to tell me, and, and I, this isn't aimed at you, are we going to sit here as Palace fans? If we Say we lose 3-0 at Brighton, right? That means we would have lost um, the last three games without scoring a goal again. You know, are we then, if we get beat by Brighton, going to honestly say we're comfortable for it to stay like that for another 12 games? I I personally don't think we will. I understand, Matt, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think Steve does anything. Parrish and the ball don't do anything which isn't thought through. I'm sure they, they they must be, they must have already thought of what plan B looks like because that has not been good enough for the last two games. We know it's not been good enough. Sorry, Luke. I, I think any any Premier League manager, this isn't a situation that is, um, you know, just, just for us, in, in a sense, any Premier League manager loses three games on a, in, on a bounce. There's going to be rumours and, and thoughts. It's the, For me, it's the manner of the defeat plus the situation we're in. So the yeah. fact that there was such a lack of desire there today. I mean, we could talk about Patrick Van Arnholt, Jesus Christ, with a third goal. I mean, for me as well, Luka Milivojevic, I know we dig him out quite a lot, but he just lets the bloke walk by him, even before PVA gets absolutely got off the ball, for the bloke to finish. Fantastic finish, by the way. Great goal for that first yeah, goal. But goal. It's, it's, it's that. It's, it's the, you're, you're, 
two minutes into the second half and your captain and defensive midfielder has just let a bloke walk past him and then your, your left back has just sort of crumbled and the bloke's all of a sudden he's in five yards of space and he's absolutely hammered it, a great finish. But he shouldn't, should have been that position. It, it was one for the scrapbook, I think the commentator said, but it's because he might as well have been playing in the training ground and ground cones. You know, we didn't offer any resistance to that whatsoever. And that's what, that's what the issue is. Are Burnley's three goals today, do you two think they battered us or do you think they were just better than us through the game? I think Burnley came with a plan. I mean, before the game, Burnley had scored five away goals all season. And on the Sky commentary, um, they actually said that um, Burnley hadn't scored for, I think it was eight games in the first half. Eight games without scoring in the first half. They were 2 nil up in nine and a half minutes. They, they were just probably came... laughing, Kev, but they were probably but laughing. I mean, they, the first they goal just was comical. Out... Yeah, yeah. First, Sorry, Matt, you're right. First goal was comical. But they, they just came out with desire. If you watched how Burnley were chasing at 3 nil up, they wanted to get five, six. Mm-hmm. And I text you boys mucking about saying, Christ, this is going to be another seven. Liverpool, if Burnley had beaten us six or seven today, we couldn't have had an issue. And, and at three nil, they were still chasing. That should have been our next manager. I know a lot of you won't like it. Sean Dyche, I mean, it won't happen now because Burnley owners have come in and they've realised the value of what he is. He has performed miracles for a long time with, with respect Good, solid professionals, but no, no one's outstanding in that team. But they all do a job and they do it well. They, they just battered us, Matt, because they came and they wanted it. And yet again, we didn't want it. And that is, that is my problem. And it goes back to what your brother said. I've got no issue with Crystal Palace losing. You know, we got 29 points, but don't put on that shirt... And don't play, you, you know, we joked before the pod started, I text a few times saying, disgrace to the bad some of them today. And I know, Matt, I know you're, with respect, you'll say, Kev, that was a bit tough. I get, I get that and I'm passionate about it. But we've always said from day one, I don't care who you are. If you put on that shirt and you give everything, we will give you everything as supporters. And today they've not done that. And not one of them, with the exception of possibly Ayu, has really rolled up his sleeves and got any. As a passenger today, don't know if it's because it's cold or whatever, but it's not not good enough. Sorry, Matt, over to you. I should have explained what I meant. So by battered, I meant like, you know, shots and shots. And, you know, could it have been six or seven? Because just to reveal where I was going with that, we had 13 shots, they had 16. We had three on target, they had four on target. They scored three goals, right? So, so actually, for me, they were a million miles better on the ball, off the ball, you know, Jack Cork for them was a million Brilliant. miles above anything we had on the pitch. So I can't believe he didn't get man of the match from the yeah. um, from the Sky commentary team. Um, Who did? That, that they were. Um, I can't think. Of what he's, I can picture him. I can't. Come, I can't. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't yeah. have the commentary. Yeah, on, sorry. yeah. It's O'Neill. O'Neill. I think they oh, gave okay. it to. That's it. The, the winger. Yeah. The winger chap. Yeah. 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 McNeil. Yeah. McNeil. McNeil. Sorry. McNeil. Yeah. He was. Apologies. He was good, but but Jack Cork was a million miles better than anything on that pitch. But but for me, for me, I'm with you, Kev. It's about the the nature of the performance and the the work ethic and desire and drive that wasn't there. But you have to also contextualise that with they conceded two goals, one from an absolute mess up at the back and one from a corner in 10 minutes. Now, for any team of, of football players, that's going to knock them. Now, yeah. yes, OK, they have to come back from it. They have to, you know, pull their socks up. They get into half time at 2-0. You expect them to come out and, and give it a go. But with minutes of the second half starting, they conceded a third. Yeah. And, and, and there is something in there. And this is why, that I, just to bring it back to the manager thing, he's not out there. 
He can't tell. He can't stop Scott Dan kicking his leg up in the air the way he does. You know, he can't. Fat. He can't cater to the fact that Klein, as you're saying, lost his man. If he sets them up to play a certain way, defend away, mark away, for them to go out there and just completely not do it isn't necessarily the manager's fault. Yes, okay, there's. Are they listening to his instructions? Are they picking up what he says? Is he leading them? Blah, blah, blah. But do we really think that those 11 blokes on the pitch today are not listening to Roy Hodgson or Ray Lewinson? Obviously, great to have Ray back today. I didn't hear him as loud as, as, as he had been previously, perhaps to his illness or whatever, or maybe just my, my, my TV picture. But something in that, bruv. I think I agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, if how many times have we sat here and had this conversation about Palace conceding early? Therefore, you must think, I mean, it's not unfathomable to think that in, in, um, in training, they run scenarios and that, you know, you're, you're, you concede an early goal and how you react to that. Do you not think? I mean, obviously, you can't, you, get me on, you can't replicate the, the, the Premier League game in, in training, but you must have, there must be some sort of, you know, we concede right now it's about going and doing this. And the, the timing is right. OK, I'll get it three minutes, 10 minutes and then two minutes into the second half. But you're a professional footballer, bruv. You, you, you've got to be able to, as a team, as a unit, be motivated and have a plan for every eventuality. And you can yeah, well, considering how many times that's happened this season, you would have thought they would have planned for this. Well, they talk about building resilience. If nothing else, Palace have had good experience in the last few games of building resilience, haven't they, in terms of returning from uh, goals conceded at the wrong times. You know, I'm, I, I'm not excusing. Please don't think I am. I, I'm just trying to put logic behind the situation and try and think where do we go from here because if we sack the manager who, who are we replacing him with right there's that there's that conundrum what's the what's the what's the person who comes in going to do any different to what Roy's got because he's got nothing different to work with he, he has got, hasn't got any transfer window or anything to work with there's no one he can change or bring in and bring out um, you, you could just drop a few I guess but and, and there's a few that I would drop I will come to come to that in a minute but I, I just don't see what good it's going to bring Kev yeah, I'm, 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 as I'm, I was going to say, Matt, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm sorry if I'm contradicting myself. I'm just saying if we lose heavily at Brighton, will the, will the calls be, will Paris look at it and say, right, enough's enough, we're going to have to do yeah. something? Because the thing is, we've still got, what have we got? And forgive me, 14 games, 15 games to play. This is just going to nosedive like it did at the end of last season. And and we can't afford to do it. I'm more worried. I, if I'm honest, Matt, at the moment, and it's not me being miserable, I don't really care about the rest of this season now. What I am worried about is what Palace are going to do next season. Because as I said earlier um, via the text, you won't get three teams at the bottom cast adrift as much as they've been this year. I do think fans make a difference. None of our fans would have accepted that today. They would have been on their back and they would have tried harder. But it feels to me, I, you know, yeah. the guys, there's 12 guys out of contract. I don't know. I don't know enough. And I'm not being disrespectful to the players' concern whether they're happy to run their contracts down. I wouldn't have thought so. I can't imagine anyone would want to be in that position. But, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm with you a little bit, Matt, in that, yeah, who, who could you bring in? I still think bring Frank Lampard in, right? That's what I'm, I'm still going to say that. I don't want Eddie Howe. Um, I think the Doogie thing, I think, has got more legs than when we spoke two weeks ago. I can see that being an option. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I feel yeah. a little bit unsure as to what it's going to be at the moment. But I, I do want to come on. I know we're going to go to Luke now. But I do want to come on and talk about the attitude of some of our players today and who you felt put it in or didn't, or what you thought of our front two today. But over to Luke first. Just on Matthew's point around who comes in, I think there's something around 
a new person coming in. I don't, I, I don't, I don't claim to have the answer. Okay, I don't, I don't have the silver bullet. But I'm going to say, you know, Palace are going to get, going to get Sean Dyche because the Burnley takeover isn't going to be as uh, it hasn't turned out to be as um, you know prevalent as they were hard, as they're at first expecting. But you know, so that but I, I think that there still might be be fire to that. But I think there's something around, brother, around a, a new energy players potentially are, are, are not playing for contracts because they don't want to be part of something that they don't know. You know, they don't know what's going to happen next season. So they don't know what they're playing for, if that makes sense. You know, they're playing for their own personal pride and, and to get a contract, but not at the club. I don't think anyone's playing for a contract at the, at the club alone because why would you? You don't know what next season looks like. Why, why, would, you be play, why would you be playing for, 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 you know, a manager who's not even here yet? It, 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 something's wrong. Something feels wrong in the club for me at the moment. I think also if you look at the run of fixtures we've got, so okay, Kev, you say Brighton, we've then got Fulham, then Tottenham and West Brom. Within there, there are some games we should be picking up results in. We should be. Now the West yes. Brom and Fulham one, you you think we should be, right? There shouldn't be there yeah, should absolutely. be a, a discussion to have there. Tottenham one done. Brighton is the is the the difficult one. So this is another thing why I think, you know, that's another four games towards the end of the season. That would leave what ten games to go, nine games to go, something like that. About that. Like I say, unless it's part of a plan, unless it's a strategy there, and they're going to enforce it early or bring it on or whatever it might be, I I don't see the logic. But I well, get the, the emotion behind it, and, and to Kev's point, the Brighton thing, people being up. I mean, like if there were fans there today, it would have been a different situation. There would have mm. been booing, and you know, it would have been you know not a nice place to be. Sunderland. On forty-seven minutes, yeah, maybe. May, I mean, the performance was nothing like that, I should say. But, but, but it, it would have been a bit, you know, a bit tense. Toxic. Yeah, I think to Kev's point, in general, if there is a bad performance against Brighton next week, and I say performance because I think it's about performance. Um, obviously, result is important, but I think if they draw next week, but they, 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 they really, really, you know, blood, sweat, tears. You can see it being an okay reaction. Otherwise, it, it would be very, very reverse. And I think I, th- I don't disagree with you. There is something in, oh, we have to make a, a response to that. I just, unless it's part of a plan, I would be cautious about it. That's all. I do think, I think Luke makes a good point, Matt, um, around mentality of players uh, with not knowing what the managerial situation is. Now, again, if you look at what's happened at Chelsea, no disrespect, I, I didn't see the Frank move going um, in fairness uh, I know it came quickly and it came what the day after they'd won the cup uh, so they beat Luton in the cup and then it happened they brought in the new guy there has been a bounce whichever way you look at Chelsea there has been a bounce and I don't think he's conceded a goal in four games so I, I can imagine there being a lift if, if, if to bring someone new in if that is the case but as you say there might be a bigger plan which is let's get another you know the next four games you've got to say that at least two of them, possibly three, are very winnable. I mean, Tottenham have been beat 3-0 tonight. I didn't see their game, but they're not having a great time either at the moment. So you could still look at that and say there are, you know, there, there's yeah. four winnable games, which there are with respect. And um, it could look very different no one's after other and results. It, absolutely. So in four games' time, Matt, we, it, you know, it could be looking very different. But let's be honest, if, if, it, if it hasn't happened in four games then whatever plan they've got needs to happen and they need to then happen doing it with 10 games to go. Because then, as you say, someone gets a real chance to say, do you know what? 
we'll see whether you want to play for me or not. Look at like when Mourinho went into Tottenham, they get that initial bounce, they see how they are, and then you get that feeling. Because what you don't want to finish as a Palace fan, we went at the end of last season, right, we won that first game against Bournemouth and we all thought, blimey, this is good. We then lost seven or eight in the row and we got eight and we got the last point against Tottenham, okay? Um, But it was so flat going into the end of the season. We cannot afford to finish really flat this season because I'm not, as I said, I'm not worried about this season now. It's gone. But what hasn't gone is we can't do a stoke next season. We can't turn up and then not deliver because that will be criminal. And that's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that people don't look as though, it's not to say they don't care. They, of course they care. They're professional men. But we, this is our club. We love this club. And, and, and if you're not prepared to give everything for my club, don't, don't put on the shirt, please. So Kev, Kev, Kev who, who, who are you dropping then for the Brighton game? Who's not playing? Who's not playing next week? Um, well, at the moment, I, I, I've got to say I thought that's why his attitude weren't great today. I don't think he did a lot. I don't think Christian was fantastic. Um, I'd, I'd possibly put, I'd put the young lad on, uh, the Mateta. I'd give him a go, and I'd put Ayu up front with him. Uh, I don't know what that means quite around the midfield. I mean, Eze needs to get his fingers out of his backside because he looked unhappy today. I'd possibly bring Andros in. I'd bring um, Eze, uh, the two. And, you know, we need Jimmy Mack back. We need someone. I mean, Luca and Scott Dan, I think today between them, most really gave away 15 passes where the passes didn't go where they were meant to go. Um, we still can't get a corner in the box. So, yeah, I, I think something's got to change. Sorry, Matt, I've gone off at a tangent again and I apologise. I think I was disappointed with Christian today. I expected more from him. I expected a better work rate from him because he normally gives us a lot. But he, I think the mood was set, as we said, in those first few minutes and we didn't recover. And we should have done. But after nine minutes, that game was over, sadly. Sorry, Luke. On the player point, you know, we, we saw Patrick Dunn-Arnholt come in today. Not, I appreciate he started the last game, but he played left back in, in place of Tyrick Mitchell. Now, I've not seen the post-match press conference yet. The Palace haven't put it up and they probably won't put it up until tomorrow morning if they're, they're sensible. So I don't know if, if Mitchell was dropped for an injury or whatever, but, you know, you've got to think Tyrick's got to come back in there and he's got to be starting left back there. Andros, I, I think... Because Batchway put on such an abject performance, and that's not to say you know it's harsh, a little bit harsh on Batchway because he didn't get much service. Um, but then again, the whole team didn't play very well. I think Benteke you need in there for it, for his defensive attributes. I think he's very good defending set pieces and, and Palace. Apart on that from the second goal today, though, Luke. Well, to be I say, I say, mate, to be in his in his defence, he's the only one that jumped. He's the only one that tried to try to head that away. Yeah, he mistimed it and missed, but. Yeah, I, I think look, Mateta came on and got 15 minutes, 20 minutes with the, the injury time, with the unfortunate um, injury to, uh, was it Ben Mee? Ben Mee, uh, yeah. yeah. I hope yeah, he's okay. He absolutely ran into Jordan Ayew's shoulder and was out cold straight away. Yeah, I hope he's okay. I hope it was just a, yeah. just a, a, a short concussion and he yeah, have a bit of a sore head in the morning and he'll be okay. But, but, but yeah, I think, I think there's a number of changes that you can make. I think Cahill's got a, a chance for starting against Brighton after Scott Dan's performance. Um, I think Coyote, look, he's probably the only constant I put in there. I think Wardy comes in at right back. 
that's a good thing, I think, isn't it? You've got these options. You can bring in these players. You know, you've got Wardy for Kai, you've got Kayle can come in for Dan, you've got Mitchell can come in for PDA, Andros can come in because hey, you probably want to push up front with, with Techers. But yeah, Eze, and, and you are missing that, en- that engine man, that Dewey Mack, that, even that James McCarthy, that bit of bite. Luca is not, I, don't know, I know we get a bit carried away with what a captain means these days. It's probably not as prevalent as what it used to be, but he's not showing the qualities that I want in the Crystal Palace captain. You know, when we've had in the past, the Jedinaks, the Delaney's, the people who've worn their hearts on their sleeves and has really given us fans a lot, a lot of passion, a lot of hope. I'm not seeing that from Luke at the moment. And, that, and that's disappointing. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What, what would you do? What would you change? So f- f- from today, but also from recent games, PVA for me is not getting picked again for some time. I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. Um, compared to Mitchell, who is so dependable, so uh, composed, plays his position. So I, I would bring Mitchell in for, for PVA. Yep, I'd, I wouldn't play Scott Dan. I would play Go Cahill if he's fit to do so. Um, I'd play Klein, because I actually thought Klein was one of the few that had a good game today. I thought he was pretty good In today. the first half, he was good, I thought. Uh, it wasn't so much in the game in the second half. I mean, he whipped in a beautiful cross, didn't he, in the first half at one Andrew. point, which is one of our yeah. few chances. Um, Kleine put one in. Sorry, Matt, to cut across. Yeah, so cool. yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd play 4-3-3. Three, three. So I think I think you both said about Benteke. I'd play Benteke. I think he plays best when he's on his own, a target man up front, but part of a three, so the two drop behind him. And I'd play IU and Townsend with him. I would drop Eze. Um, I would use him from the bench. Um, right. And I'd play Luca and, uh, and Reader World. And, and is Jimmy Mack anywhere near being fit? Because we miss him so much because we need oh, yeah. him. We really yeah. need him. So, yeah. so, so, I, so I'm going to be controversial here. Whilst I'm so disappointed with Luca, I don't think we've got anyone else to come in and do the job he does. If Jimmy Mack was fit, I'd swap. Or Jimmy, James McCarthy, but there's no one to come in. So, so, sorry, Kev. I've seen some pictures and, and I know Schluffy started light training. So that maybe there's an argument that you go with one defensive midfielder, you ask Jaira to sit and you bring someone like Schluffy in. And he's your engine man in the middle. And that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? I mean, because Schlucky drives the ball forward and he, he potentially could bring that energy that we're missing to the midfield at the moment. I still yeah. think it's a bit silly that we, we, we didn't go in, um, even try and loan a, a, a winger or t- a take a punt on someone in the January window because that's what we're missing at the moment. We're, we're, we're missing someone to come off the bench and give it that spark. And look, I know that we're, we're just saying that as if it's like easy to do, but... Traditionally, Palace have had that. They've had players that you can bring on that would make a difference. We're a counter-attacking team, you know, we're someone who you can bring on and it will bring the game to life. And you look at the bench, no disrespect to the bench, you know, Mateta came on, did all right. Martin Kelly's on the bench. He's, he's, he's a very good substitute to bring on if you, if you need someone solid at the back. But you're not looking at the bench and thinking, yeah, he can come on and make a difference at the moment. Matt, you make a good point about possibly dropping Eze. You know, we, we've been very good at building Eze up and the time's right. I think some people are having too much of a love-in with Eze and what he does, quite frankly, because he has done some good stuff, but he's very in and out of games. I think the last two games, he's not shown me. There are times when you need players to step up. We all know with Wilf not there, there is a time for flair players to step up. And I don't know, again, don't know if it's a cold day. Obviously, it's a cold day. Cold Monday night in Yorkshire, cold Saturday in South London. He hasn't stepped up. And there are times when you need players of that quality. So, you, do you know what? I don't think it's a bad call by you. Maybe you do throw him on, put him on the bench and he, he needs to, you know, come off the bench and do something, excite the crowd, do something. Maybe, you maybe you know, maybe we do go with one up front with Techers and play with, you know, some a man just behind and see where it goes. But, 
but we are missing um, the Jimmy Mac, as we said. And, and I think you're right, Matt. I think I do think there's a little bit of us that are still. Luca weren't great today, but there isn't anyone else who's coming in and doing that role for us. Gyro, I didn't think was good today, you know, uh, and we're normally very complimentary about Gyro. Um, so, again, we've talked about it a lot, boys. Bad day at the office. Um, I think we've made the pod quite constructive, considering. Um, but it, it's very, very hard to keep getting on the pod when we're playing as poorly as we have been on occasions. You know, yeah. we, we, we don't mind sitting through rubbish. You know, we all came in after the 7-0 Liverpool game. And as tough as that was when me and Luke did that pod straight after, we thought, you know what, fair play. They've scored some great goals. But we didn't give up. we just thrown in the towel for the last two games. And I, I really don't like that. Really don't like it. Luke? Shout out to Tom as well. He's thrown, thrown in the towel of this pod tonight. So, hello, Tom. Yeah. Uh, shame Hi, shame Tom. you couldn't be with us, mate. You picked a, you've swerved the bullet, Tom. You've, you've picked a good one to miss, my friend. Trust me. Fair, fair weather fan, I reckon, mate. Fair weather fan. <laughs> I wish I was a fair weather fan today, I tell you. That'd be nice. Yeah. But there you go. It's one of those things. So, so come on in, boys. Predictions for the, um, the big Brighton game. This is a tough one. I'm going to go to you first, Matt. I'm coming to you this time for once. 1-0. 1-0. You're going 1-0, yeah? Lukey? I think it's a, it's a draw. I mean, if you look at our run of results, we tend to lose a couple, draw one, you know, lose a couple, win one. So we're, we're due a draw. And I think, look, there's not much to be positive about at the moment. So let's try and bit of a positivity that we'll see a better performance and get a scrape a result against a, a, a very informed Brighton team at the moment. No, you ain't come to me for my prediction yet. It's obvious you're next, Kev. It's the three of us. All right. <laughs> we can all right. Stop. <laughs> no, but I thought, I thought you were stopping me. You tossers. Right. So listen, all you lovely Palace fans out there who stick with us through thick and thin, and let's be honest, it's pretty thin at the moment. I'm going to go 1 0 Palace win. Come on, go on Kev. Go on, Kev. Go on. Who's going to score, Kev? Who's going to score? Hmm. I'm going to say Jim Cannon. No, I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's going to be. Um, do you know what? I'm going to say Ayu again. Oh, yeah, there you go. We Tech we giving it a bit of that, the, the older. Yeah, if Tech can again. give it that, and, and if I can, and let's be honest, boys, if I scores and we win 1 0, and then we beat Fulham, then my prediction of two weeks ago of nine points from 15 comes true. Whereas you two boys, you're both already out of the game. So let's hope <laughs> we get a win for me. All right? Like, On that it's lovely like, positive note. What do you win? We haven't decided what you won. What do you win? What do I win? I win three weeks off doing this pod when Palace are shite. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Tom in instead. Tom, Tom can step in instead of Kev. <laughs> no, not at all. What I win is the pleasure of knowing that we've turned it around again. Yeah. I think, I think, as you said, Kev, we've done very well here. Very, very well. I think, you know, we've, we've talked about injuries as well. Um, and you have to put a lens, lens on it as well in that respect because we are struggling for options, particularly midfield. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm hopeful that the striker situation is a, is going in the positive direction with Mateta coming in. Like we say, we've got you know, we've got we've got some things coming up in, in the summer. Decisions to make about certain people up that in the park as well with Benteke's contract, but Schwein's obviously on loan. So there's an option, an opportunity, sorry, there to to mix things up. But um, you know, we've got a few games to go yet, so we need a few goals. Yeah. Can I ask you, Matthew? Sorry, just quickly. What did, what did you think of JPM when he came on? Because he got fifteen minutes. 
Um, what, what did you make of his uh, first Celeste appearance? He runs around a lot. To be fair, he didn't get much of a chance, did he? He didn't, he didn't really get much service by that point. I mean, Burnley, Burnley at that, that stage of the game were pretty dominant. There were some good good spells in the second half of Palace. There were some moments when we had the had the ball in and around the box. There was some nice build-up play. And certainly the first half, actually, as well, you know, the forward players we have, you know, they, they know what they're doing at the end of the pitch. There was one really disappointing run in the first half. IU broke from inside our half. It might be from a corner. But yeah. for me, I don't know what it felt like for you, but Burnley, it felt like they had about 15 more players than us at certain points <laughs> in the time. Like, it's all that desire of wanting it. Like, both ends of the field, they were there. They really well, were. There was went a difference. I who went on that run, Matt, you're absolutely right. He broke. No one broke with him. And he had mm. about three defenders chasing him. And he almost went out to sort of towards the corner because he had no well. one with him. No one got up to support him. And, you know, that, that happened a lot today. But again, again, let's be honest, we haven't really bigged up Burnley and fair play to them. You know, oh, they brilliant. came, they, they did mm, a job on us. We, we all had the misfortune of watching when we played Burnley away and they won their first game this season. We were poor then. We've been poor again today. We've sat through a lot of dross with Palace this season. We've not had loads of highlights, but, you know, as always, credit where credit's due and fair play to Burnley. I think that pretty much... If you're the bottom three and you see Burnley come and win 3-0 at Sellers today, that is a dagger in the heart for those other three sides because Game I think they're about 11 points clear now and they're not, they're not yeah. going to give it up, Burnley. So sure. fair play to them. Uh, and I, you know, um, it's just difficult now for the rest of those teams, I think. But then equally, the shackles come off them, don't they? They play with no pressure because there's no expectation, really, I think, that any of them three will get up now. Lukey? Can I ask, boys, both of you, do you not think... There was this was like a Sean Dyche. I know I I I joked to you boys during the game. Is this was this not a Sean Dyche audition for the for the job? Because given the way that things are taken, things have happened with their takeover, the fact that it's not going to be as uh, fortuitous as they first thought. They still might be looking for for a change in management up there. You know, he, he fits the Palace mould in the sense that he's not too uh, far removed in the sense that we're not going from a you know whatever we went to Sam Allardyce to a, a Frank de Boer. We're going potentially going to Roy Hodgson to a Sean Dyche. It's a younger manager. Uh, a bit more energy, a bit more, um, you know, even just for the players, you know, four and a half years of the same drills in training. Some, something may be different. Do we not think maybe this was Sean Dyche flexing his muscles and saying to Steve Parrish, you know, here I am, come and get me, Kev? Um, I'd like to think that Steve might have had a chat with him. Uh, and I've, I've never been... Uh, I wouldn't say anti-Dyche I would always be happy if he came in I think he did he's done a good job up there uh, and if he does come in I must admit I assumed that it was going all right up there but if it isn't and he's available I I would be very comfortable with a Sean Dyche coming in because I think as I said right at the outset he gets a lot of good stuff out of players um, you know and I I think he would be he'd be a good fit for us I'd rather him than Eddie Howe Put it that way. Yeah. Um, if if if, that, if that's where we're going, what's your take, mate? I think Luke should go into writing romantic novels. Was it an audition? Goodness me, romantic I, novels. Yeah. I, I, I so I, I would I would like yeah. It's always in your hobgoblin. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> there's there's definitely that's what Mary's drinking by the way. Um, I I definitely think there's something in a link there. But I don't I don't understand the circumstances of the Burnley takeover and so on and so forth. But you could see it, you know, he played, he had a career down here, didn't he, with Watford, with Millwall, you know, he played for London clubs. Um, so, so you could see see a link in some way in that respect. 
at the minute, I don't know why he'd leave Burnley for Palace. You know, really steady. He's clearly got a good thing there. Um, yeah, whether it's cash or what, I don't know. But um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still, I, st- I still, still, still think there's something in the Dougie thing. I know people won't like me to say that. Uh, and, and so but I, I still think there's something in it. I really do. As a stopgap, um, you mean, Matthew? You're, you're saying as not, not as a, not as the next solution, no, but as a stopgap. No, I'm saying you could be the next manager. Okay, I could, see, see see I could see it happening. I really could see it happening. You know, knowing how right. Parish operates, knowing the faith he has in him. You know, the bloke left him, um, and 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 clearly realised it was a mistake. You know, clearly was very open about it with Parish and others. They they've given him a job back. He's done. You know, people critical of Palace's transfer. Uh, activity or, or lack of, but the business eight times out of ten is good. Yeah, um, fair point. It's just so, Let, it's let's see, it. Let's see, Matt. It could be, um, chaps. Before we finish the pod, and I, I'm I'm making the assumption we're going to finish fairly soon, um, not because got half an hour to go yet, Kev. Half an hour. Well, I'm very happy because I could do I've another. I've got a can of beer here, mate. I, I could I could do another hour, Matt. I'm very comfortable. But can I just can I just flag? We we talked very sensibly. Uh, I felt the other night about the ongoing issues around social media and stuff that's going on. It seems as though it's gone even more crazy as the week has progressed and I think there's been talk of certain things happening and closing down certain accounts I just wondered if if, if you guys had any more thoughts on on where it's at where it's going and what it looks like and um, you know I, I've had a, quite a few people commented to me and sort of said it was good what we talked about and how we were flagging some of those issues and I just just wondered if you know uh, if, if we could just finish off by just uh, just recapping on what we thought or where we think it's at now and what's going to happen next because I think there has been some moves haven't there um, as the week's gone around um, some of these platforms possibly starting to listen to some of the action yeah I, I must, admit, must admit Kev I, I've not followed that and I've, I'm not privy to, to what's what's happened so if you can fill us in there that, that might be useful um, well I'll, I'll I think... you might fill me in <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, no. Scat that. No, Where did this no. Um, no, no, I think, no, uh, no for, for me, my advice would be to anyone don't go on Palace Twitter tonight um, because every yeah. man and his dog's on there shouting about, you know, anything. And it's like we said last week, you know, the echo chambers are just going out there. And, but maybe, maybe this is where we're, we're, you know, we're, we're interactive on Twitter. And we listen to fans and we encourage people to get in touch with us. So all for that. But at the same time, I think there needs to be a level of, Okay, you can say things, but you need to be held accountable to them, and also yeah. have a bit of respect. Let's have a bit of respect, okay? So, so Roy Hodgson, yes, you might not enjoy the football that he's serving up at Crystal Palace at the moment, but it doesn't mean he's a dinosaur. It doesn't mean that you know he's a Zimmer frame out. It doesn't mean you can tell him to f off and all this sort of thing and, and tweet in the club and and the chairman and, and some of the the vile on there is is really disappointing. Um, and look, it's amplified at the moment because, like we said last week, people haven't got another place to do it. So it is going there, but. I, I just urge people to think twice before they put something out in the public domain. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, think, I think you're right, Luke. I mean, obviously, you can't get any of that stuff back once you've put it out there. It's out there. And with the greatest yep. respect, you know, let's just ask anyone who, you know, who listens to this, just, just engage brain before comment. We're all, we're all disappointed. We're all gutted when Palace haven't played well because we love our club. But it doesn't mean that it gives us the right to just, you know, shout and say we can say it privately to ourselves. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we we have a responsibility to do the right thing for 
for the club. Uh, and that is, and let's be honest, we are adverts for the club by doing this podcast. We try and do it because it's balanced and we try and be respectful uh, and that is respectful of everything. Um, so that's all I would say. But so, so apologies, if you if you want to scrap this, Luke, feel, feel free. No, 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 I don't no. Think, so, I, don't think you should. That... I, th- I think you should keep it in because we've all seen certain things which have been put on Twitter today, which yeah. are not funny. They're not they're not helpful. And if people want to rant, please don't, because you don't do your club any favours and people just look at you as an individual and think, that's poor. Why? Why are you doing that? You achieve nothing. Well, I think here. you can rant, Kev. I think you can rant, but you can do it in a way that isn't obnoxious and it isn't, you know, just screaming obscenities. If you've got a point, put it across. Obscenities. You know, they like obscenities. That's the same thing, mate. Yeah, that's all. I'm not editing this bollocks. We'll go through it anyway. Um, <laughs> but I think I think there's a way in which you do it. And Matthew, you spoke to me about this before, Kev. We've done men's in the past, and you both have taught me, you know. So what? So you do something, so what? So what do people really think about, you know, I'm going to write, open up a Twitter Twitter page and I'm going to write at CEO Portan. So at to the Palace Chairman, F off Steve, Roy out. This is what, what, what do you, what's that going to achieve? I mean, hashtag CPFC. What's it, what, what does it actually do? You know, what's the point? You know, you, I mean, well, Steve's going to pick up his phone and go, good idea. Let me just do that now. Yeah, right, Dave Roy, from Croydon's right. told me, Roy out. I'm going to go and get the boy. Hey, you're out, mate. Sorry, Dave from Croydon. Dave123 Croydon. CRO is, has told you you're out, mate. You're out. I, what's the point? I, I understand expressing your view, and you can do that in a way. I know it's it's limited in Twitter. You can do multiple tweets, and you can set out your view why you feel a certain way. Perhaps you feel a player hasn't put in a right performance or hasn't shown the energy, but then pinpoint to those moments in the game so you've got evidence to back your argument on. Don't just screen obscenities out there because what is the point? Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Obscenities, definitely. Obscenities. We've we've had two obscenities in one game. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm not editing. This is going out like it. Don't edit it. Don't edit it. Listen, there are times when you, you don't now. edit. Luke. Listen, listen, listen. If if there are any fans still listening, because they might have left us ages ago, thinking how boring these boys are. But you know, we try and put it out there as it is. We try and be as we are balanced. We try and be passionate. We try and be considerate. But one thing we will always be is respectful uh, and because we we represent our club whichever way you look at it this is a crystal palace podcast that's why we're on this that's why we do it because we love crystal palace and as it's valentine's day tomorrow guys you always show the love for your club right and we're loving our club the night before valentine's and if you can love crystal palace after today's performance then you're a real fan and we love you so from all of us at the Six Pointer Podcast, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, sorry, Palace didn't give you some some, some better love uh, to take into that day. But as always, we, 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 stay, we stay constructive, we stay positive and onwards and upwards. And as Kev has said a number of times, uh, the Brighton game is a big one for Palace. Uh, a little bit of a break before that game next, uh, next Monday, so over a week's break. Um, but we'll be back with you for post-match reaction to that. Don't forget, in the meantime, you can follow us at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, chaps, both thank you very much for your time this evening. Great to chat to um, relieve some pressure and uh, and strain after today's uh, results. Thank you very much, as always. Thanks to our listeners. Stay safe. And as always, up the palace. Up the palace. Up the, palace. the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh-huh.